good evening, everybody. I don't know why I say good evening, because you guys may not be listening. Do like Jim Carrey. Good morning, good afternoon, good night. Yes, there we go. So uh, this is another episode of GFT, Geeks from Family Therapy. Woo! Thank you and welcome. We've missed you guys. Uh, so let's start with the apology that I posted uh, last week. So we did record an episode and it was just, um, we have, we started at a certain standard and I feel that we've gotten better with our standards of recording. But that also means that we are stricter about our standards of recording. So see what had happened was both of us. <laughs> We're kind of sort of extra exhausted and it was not our best work. And so we decided rather than put you through the trauma of going through our not best work, we're going to do, uh, we're going to do something better later. Yeah. And then we were going to record last week, but I ended up in the hospital for uh, stomach virus and severe dehydration. So I'm back. I'm better. She didn't die. Woo! Um, I'm sorry for everybody if that hurt your ears, because <laughs> that hurt my ears, because <laughs> she's right in my ears right now. So we are recording a wonderful episode based on Wonder Woman, because one, she's one of my favorite DC characters. Two, we did see Wonder Woman opening um, night and weekend, and so we had to definitely talk about it. Um, and this episode is probably just going to be more of a, a geek fest, I guess. We're going to gag. Spoilers! If you have not watched Wonder Woman yet, please fast forward to what we're going to talk about next week because this is going to be all of the spoilers because we are both high-key Wonder Woman geeks. Yes. So, um, I'm not saying don't I'm not saying don't listen to this. I'm saying go watch Wonder Woman and, and then, then come back. Come back. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. So, first things first. I loved it. I really did. Um, I wasn't I I loved Wonder Woman from like back in the days and so to date myself, I did used to watch the Wonder Woman TV show with uh Linda Carter. So that's if you can, mm -hmm. if you know when that came out, I was watching that. Um, I was probably watching reruns. I'm hoping. Um, <laughs> but I've, I have been into Wonder Woman since I was a child watching Linda Carter on TV playing Wonder Woman. Um, so that was my first introduction, honestly, to Wonder Woman. It wasn't comic books. It was that. Um, and then to finally get a Wonder Woman movie i was just so stoked so i loved it um and i know leah liked it so see what had happened was <laughs> so i have uh my introduction to wonder woman was through the comics superman doo -doo 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 -doo. I'm, I'm sorry i'm showing her my superman mug as we're talking okay <laughs> go ahead so I was introduced to Wonder Woman through the comics before I was introduced to the TV show. Um, so when I was doing it, I was reading the comics, I was reading about it, so I came to be a little bit more picky about what I see on television. That being said, Justice League and Justice League 
was it Infinite Infinity? Yes. The, those two cartoons were what like got me into the entire Justice League storyline, but I was totally a Wonder Woman fan before that point, and to the point that when there was a toy out um, called Miyachi, they used to call me Wonder Woman because I made a gauntlet Miyachi move because I was cool like that. <laughs> Nerd. So. <laughs> Sorry. So, as someone who's been more accurate to the comics, specifically New 52, because that's what this um, version of Wonder Woman is mostly based off of, from what I'm seeing, from my understanding of it, it is based off of the New 52 version of Wonder Woman. And so, based off of that, there were a lot of discrepancies that I felt, like, kind of hurt my soul. And I had to, so, I told her when I first heard about about it i said the consumer in me loved this i cried i laughed loved it the geek in me was triggered all the way through from the start to the finish i was triggered okay so let's start with i um i did read some of the new 52 i wasn't um I didn't follow the New 52 for uh, a while just because, in all honesty, the New 52 came out pretty much when I was moving from New York to Pennsylvania. Mm. So funds were kind of low. And um, yeah, I picked up with comics again once I was more settled in Pennsylvania and I was able to use comic books more for um for my therapy with my clients so i was buying comic books for that so again wasn't too much into the new 52 so what leah's talking about is so we know the storyline is hippolyta explains to diana that she was made from clay and zeus blessed her with life lovely and then we find out that that's not exactly how that kind of played out so there is so now um i guess i'll go with what's going on in rebirth should i start with that no let's stick with new 52 because that's what the movie is based off of okay so um you find out later on of course that diana is the the daughter of um zeus and hippolyta and Ares is her half brother yes Yes, half brother um so this is a lot of uh you know going back and forth with that so i think leah you should go back into the new 52 why it kind of i hate saying the word triggered because people use this for everything now but (laughs) why did this trigger you leah okay so things that from the top the fact that the gauntlets the fact that that was her weapon of choice was kind of off for me because if you notice Wonder Woman's gauntlet is part of the prize of being the title Wonder Woman but it's not an actual stopper if she didn't have any of her weaponry she would still be a demigod according to New 52 so she would still be bulletproof according to New 52. And depending on the version of Wonder Woman that you've watched or read, the gauntlets are actually inhibitors for her. So when she really wanted, when she really ready to fight, she takes off the gauntlets, which is why she always kept them on. So when they were like, oh, the gauntlets, when she does the gauntlet pose, that's when her all of her powers went, go off. I was like, okay, let's try that again. What was the other thing? So then the fact that all the gods are dead was upsetting. That was highly upsetting. All of the gods are dead except for war. So everybody dies. And so all we have is a kind of war guy who's chilling. So there's no goddess of peace. There's no goddess of love. No reason why we're going to be normal about this. No goddess of strategics. Athena's no longer around, I guess. Upsetting. 
So, okay, I want to kind of play devil's advocate with that because remember, Diana also doesn't know she's a demigoddess. So there's that possibility of just going through the, she thinks that the gauntlets are bulletproof and not that it's her. I would believe that except she gets shot and then it heals like the next day. I really forgot that part. <laughs> and that was, and I was like, she doesn't get shot. She is Wonder Woman. <laughs> Darn it. And also the fact that she didn't know. Also another issue was in New 52, Ares is her trainer instead of the Princess Bride. What was her name? Um, Antiope. Uh, Antiope. 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 I, I think I, I say Antiope. I'm not exactly sure. If you guys can tell us what the correct way to say it. Thanks in advance. <laughs> <laughs> but I say she was trained by the warriors, but the whole protective, overprotective thing with Hippolyta was accurate. And so she, in the New 52, was trained by Ares because she's going, because spoilers, she ends up being the god of war by the end of New 52. So he's basically her mentor. So she's learning all of this from him. And then in the movie, he's this absolute bad guy. You're just like... So now, if you go by some of the previous comic books before New 52 and some of the cartoon work, um, Justice League and... Yeah, actually, I think it's just uh, Justice League and Justice League Unlimited. Mm-hmm. There are episodes where uh, she has to fight Ares, and it's the whole Hippolyta and Zeus are her parents. <laughs> She's a demigod, and she has to fight Ares. One of the episodes I know in Justice League Unlimited was that Z uh, Zeus wasn't her father, that Ares was her father. I'll accept that. And he was trying to win Hippolyta back or trying to claim Diana, and they had to fight her that way. So, I mean, there, there's, and this is what happens when you when these movies come out so this is where comic book fans go oh my god why and people who are kind of i don't want to say casual fans but are they geek out over the m multimedia sort of cartoon era they don't get kind of uh they don't get as upset with the movies as like comic book geeks will or comic book nerds and i'm using that moniker in polite society i call myself a geek i will consider myself a nerd because i will pick up a book for <laughs> any reason especially when somebody's talking to me i will pick up a book <laughs> i'm the worst i'm on trains i don't care how many people i'm with i'm still getting my book out so when they create these movies they are i want to say sort of threading together some of the best works of the comic books so that people will say oh my god this is a wonderful story yes if you go as a consumer you go as what some people would consider the casual fan this is a phenomenal story they did a really good job the actors the actresses well you know what we're just gonna call them actors because i'm tired of like yes they're all actors <laughs> they did oh uh, there's my feminist kicking in they did a phenomenal job and i'm sorry i don't know her name what's uh her gal got it no not gal got it um princess the one who, yes princess <laughs> um she she was just a great actor actor in this movie and she was able to really put in some physicality which i loved and just the the woman that they called athena mm -hmm. she she was phenomenal also she was the one who was training with with diana in it what i really wish they would have put in is and i don't know if you remember this character nubia yeah so here's the thing the <laughs> nubia nubia okay all right sorry guys hold on Whew. 
And it's funny because, ironically, Nubia is has become viral a little bit recently because an artist posted um, a picture of Wonder Woman and Nubia, and everybody was losing their minds because it was such a cool black version of Wonder Woman, but if you actually read a comic book, you would know that she is Wonder Woman's twin, and the literally... If one's, she was, one was made out of light clay and one was made out of dark clay and then they both became um, adults and depending on the version, Nubia goes to get trained by Ares and becomes basically the evil version of Wonder Woman, which is really, really cool, but it's also like, I accept that she's not in it just because I would not, under, I would get really confused because I understand that version of the storyline. So I would okay. I would want to know how they explain her into the storyline this time. Be like, hey, who's this black chick? But speaking of black chicks, let's talk about, was it Athena? The boxer. I think that's Athena, yeah. Yes. So she's a real life, um, Athena, she's a real life boxer. And she's also been Wonder Woman in the series at one point. And then there was Artemis, which that one was also upsetting to me because... Artemis dies, and she's supposed to be one of the um, Wonder Woman too. And then all we see is the bullet go flying by, and we all watch her die, and we're like, "Oh, I guess that just happened." She's never gonna be Wonder Woman ever again. Thanks, my heart, my heart hurts. Sorry, I can't help you with that, man. <laughs> she was wonderful, and she's an actual boxer in real life. And I'm trying to get the information for you. I'm sorry we didn't think about that like beforehand. <laughs> um, but she's, I mean, she's fierce. Like she, you see her in uh, in an alleyway, and she's coming at you. Just throw your money at her because she's gonna kick your ass. <laughs> Anne Wolf is her name. That's her name. Anne Wolf. Yes. And Artemis was um something ing. Artemis was Anne Wolf, okay. the um, black chick, and um the other one was something i know her last name was ing ng but i don't remember what her first name was and and what i loved was when they showed all the behind the scenes of this they were just they were just getting along so well they were very very physical in the acting so yes they had um what's the word stunt doubles and things like that (laughs) but they did a lot of their own work so robin wright is the name of princess bride yes and she was i mean she was ripped there's just like muscles everywhere it was amazing and and so she had an interview which i loved was um she said wonder woman was not a feminist she was raised on an island where she was told she can do everything she wants Mm-hmm. nothing's gonna stop her nothing's gonna get stand in her way she was not made to feel like she was anything different yeah she she wasn't made to feel like she was anything different she wasn't made to feel insignificant or minimized towards the uh when it came to the opposite sex it was always you are a princess you are diana you are an amazon and amazons do a b and c mm-hmm. that's why i always say this i constantly say this i don't think anybody listens to me anyway but i always say stop c- celebrating and start normal because we are celebrating a lot of what is should be mediocre to us a black person going to uh, an ivy league college should be an expected thing you got into college congratulations you should be trying your best to get into a good college yeah and it shouldn't be a big deal that because you're black you got into a college oh my god let's make this viral no this needs to be normal normalize it a gay couple 
ha- um, has a kid, normalize it. It's not, it shouldn't be that serious, but right now it is. And we have to celebrate it because no one is willing to normalize it. Wonder Woman is a product of normalized fem- feminism. So this is, this is what it should be every single day. She sees herself as equal to others. She sees them men having their uses and men not having their uses and being able to function and not have a real issue although that scene um on our island men um, men don't really have any uses when it comes to we know you're there for reproduction but the uh, (laughs) 12 volumes of cleo by the way is not a real um they are not real books do not look for them. You're not going to find them. This was just created um, for the movies to show that the only purpose for men is for procreation. And not pleasure, let's be clear. Which is also a shout out to the fact that according to the comics, Wonder Woman is bisexual. And I was like, I get it. I was like, that's cute. Because nobody really... That's one of those questions that nobody asks until it's like thrown into their face. And like, yeah. oh yeah, that would make no sense it, for her to... Like just because there were no men around did not mean she didn't know how to have a good time. Well, you know, and it was funny, too, because um, and I noticed this. I don't know how many people other than me noticed this. And yes. okay, so they were all very close. um, (laughs) And Antiope was Hippolyta's sister. Am Mm -hmm. I? Yes. But now when Antiope died or Antiope, I'm sorry if I'm butchering this name. (laughs) um, When she passed away, somebody was like hysterical with this death. And that was not Hippolyta and it was not Diana. That was her wife. (laughs) That it didn't go into any type of explanation on who this woman is or you know it it was more than my colleague passed away it was more than just my friend passed away it was more than just so this was a woman that she was having a relationship with again on this island extremely normal so I kind of want to talk about Etta Candy I love her I love her. I she's also an upsetting part for me because again, there's a ver- there are different versions of Etta Candy, and she was like three parts of all of them. Like I didn't understand at some points. So when Diana comes uh, to to London and she's like, "Oh my God, it's disgusting! Like it's so <laughs> just she can't explain why it's why people would find this place so attractive." Um, she she's introduced to Etta Candy. And now how I said, uh, Robin Wright's in- interview said that on the island of Themyscira, that wasn't feminism. Etta Candy would be the definition of a f- like a feminist character. She's strong. She's, yes, she's still following sort of these social norms of the only job she's going to be able to take is that of a, a, a personal assistant, secretary, things like that. And she was Steve Trevor's uh, personal assistant. <laughs> In this version. Yeah, in this version. But it was hilarious how she said, when Diana said, oh, that sounds like slavery. Oh, I like her. (laughs) Yes, everybody talks about that scene. But it's true. It's, um... It works. It works for her. And part of Etta Candy's character is, well, the version of Wonder Woman that I read, Etta Candy's character was basically the first female that... She's the first female that Wonder Woman interacts with. And Etta Candy is the one who really assimilates her into to the regular world to be like hey here is what you're supposed to do which is speaking of Wonder Woman's supposed to be a nurse just gonna get that out of my system okay <sighs> okay like that again depends on what version of Wonder Woman you're getting because in Linda Carter's Wonder Woman she was a administrative assistant yes and she was like the secretary for the Justice League at one point too because that's the best job she could get but yeah, come on now <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> 
other versions also have her as meeting Etta Candy. Specifically, it wasn't New 52, it was another version that goes to the, it was an Originations versions. New 52 was basically, she's already established, and then she's learning all of this about herself. The the Origins one that I read, she meets Etta Candy basically in college, Mm -hmm. and she she wants to, she, the same storyline of, she wants to go to the battle, and Etta Candy's like, so... You have a vagina. And Dinah's like, so that's not going to stop me. What do you mean my vagina makes it impossible for me to do stuff? That makes no sense. So she's like, you got to learn how things work around here. So she turns her into a candy striper. And so she becomes a candy striper at her college. And then while Etta becomes a a makeshift singer with a little band. And that allows Diana to go into the field to help the people. And then by helping the people, she's able to sneak off and kick butt. And then come back and like nothing happened. She pulls a car can't on everybody. Although speaking of Clark, I did appreciate how the, she they introduced her name. <laughs> like my name is Diana Princess Prince. Her name's Diana Prince. <laughs> well, actually, um, one of my favorite scenes is when she's with Steve Trevor in the alleyway, and um, I think they've already done a meme of it, or at least they've done like side by side comparisons. Yes, they've done side by sides. The the one where she's in the hat and the glasses and the trench coat and Clark Kent as Superman is in the same situation doing the same thing that Wonder Woman does with Steve Trevor where she's kind of protecting him from the um from Being the bullets. Shot. <laughs> yeah, except both of them should be able to do the exact same thing because Wonder Woman is bullet- bulletproof. Shh, not so loud. <laughs> Wonder Woman is bulletproof. Let me make this clear. Wonder Woman is bulletproof. Okay, I need to I need to get that out of my system. So what I hear you saying is Wonder Woman is bulletproof. <sighs> okay. So if you look at it also, there's that wonderful thing where um I, I love that meme and I, I post it on the GFT Facebook anytime it pops up is the one where it's uh, Superman and Wonder Woman and Superman's asking her why she keeps using the braces. I love that one. That's one of my favorite memes. And, and so she shows, she's like, okay, let me stand there. And all you hear is jiggle, 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 and all over. And you notice that the guys quite quickly focus on shooting her boobs. And I think at that point, we understand why she uses the gauntlets. And again, I understand why she uses the gauntlets because that is her training. She has been trained to use her gauntlets as part of her armor. She's been trained to to use, so she can kick anybody's um, behind barehanded. We all know because when she had sex with um. Superman, she pretty much uh, killed a thousand people by accident. Cough, That's cough. That's also part of the New 52 and that is uh, Superman and Wonder Woman. Yeah. I like that one. Which, by the way, if anybody has read Kingdom Come, more spoilers. Superman and Wonder Woman get married and Bruce Wayne is the god godfather of their child. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. I never understood Wonder Woman and Batman. I never, I barely understood Lois Lane and Clark Kent. I understood Lois Lane and Kent in the whole, we've been taught that, but like the science of sex made no sense to me. So as soon as like I became aware of like how sex works, Lois and Clark did not make any sense to me. Cause I'm like, so it's the same thing with Chi Chi and Goku. <laughs> Kamehame, she's dead. How did that work? Oh my god, you made a Dragon Ball Z reference. Shh, don't let them know. <laughs> okay, 
also when we think about the the science behind a lot of our our um and i guess this goes back to this is why this is fiction and not marvel <laughs> but but yeah there's a there is a lot of uh there's a lot of um when you're into science just it's- Inconceivable. Okay, yes, inconceivable because we're going to use it because of the Princess Bride. Um, so uh, a lot of the sex in our favorite comic books is very impractical and kind of um, would kill people. Probably kill people. I don't know. Might happen. May not happen. Maybe it's just us going like a little bonkers. Which makes me question: How did that work with Wonder Woman and Steve? Because we all know they did it. Not in the movie. In the movie, yes. In the movie, they didn't. They totally cough, cough, we. I see making out in darkness. That means they did it. They touched butts. He touched <laughs> her butt. Okay. Understand it. Okay. The so butt they had t- butt sex. Yes. <laughs> oh my god, I can't. And okay. now I have to understand how that would work because I feel like being perfectly honest. So we're gonna assume she's not a virgin because I feel like if she was a virgin, she would have killed him. Cause him breaking that hymen, I think between him and the hymen, the hymen would have won. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I freaking can't. As you guys can see, we're just completely all over the place with this one. So so there was there were, oh my god, I can't I don't even Okay. Let's let's try to ring this back one. This <laughs> she's gonna be like how does this like it's gonna be like somebody scratching her because she's wonder woman she's a demigod and she doesn't know how to turn it on or off yet and obviously the gauntlets aren't inhibitors so she's like so she's in full demigod mode at all times and 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 a lot of it is just her own she she's unaware of who she is because nobody's ever told the one person who tried to tell her tried to tell her while she was dying so it was (laughs) an incomplete passing of knowledge hey by the way you are the god killer not go get the god killer which you think is a sword (laughs) and then the sword breaks and then the sword breaks so okay now as the harry potter fan the moment the moment and i'm sorry those people who say they had no clue that that guy was aries because they really (laughs) thought it was it was um ludwig ludwig whatever his name was who by the way that's an actual person in world war one yes everybody thought it was him because they tried to make it seem like he was aries no the moment i saw the man who plays remus lupin from harry potter i said and that's aries You don't pull a major, like, actor into a spot where he's just sort of supporting. No. No, 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 no. He's a villain. (laughs) But you know what? I also noticed, I thought it wasn't the fact that he was Lupin that threw me off. It was the fact that he paid attention to her that made me know who he was. Because when they had the big hoopla and the we're mainly men, and, like, everybody had a small heart attack when, like, a man... A woman like walked a woman in, walking, yeah. and then they come out, and all of them, and then Steve's superior goes straight to Steve. All the other men talk among themselves, and Sir Patrick is the only one who acknowledged Diana. I was like, so he's the bad guy. So he's got, he is someone way more important than he should be, because he recognized her immediately. Yeah, and the fact that, and what, a part that I loved, and you kind of saw as, okay, this may just be, there's, there's something still off on this character, was when he went and said hey 
Etta, you are going to run everything. <laughs> You're going to from my office. Like, this is so he can keep an eye and know what's really happening. And let's be honest, he gave women rights. That does not happen. Not in World War One, London. How dare you? Women are accessories and that's it. We're like exactly. dogs in purses. Seen, not heard. So, um, what I, I did want to touch on, and that's because, um, so this is June. June has two great purposes. June is, um, the month for PTSD awareness, and it's also Pride Month. So we touched on the fact that Wonder Woman is most likely bisexual and... Most likely. Yeah. We're gonna say, yes, she is. Um, it's not really talked about in the movie, but it was discussed, which was actually part of the reason why when she was made a uh, an ambassador of peace, they kind of took it ba- took it back because one thing they said was no, she was an amba- she was made an ambassador of women or something like that. Yeah, they said one, she was a white female that they were making an ambassador of women, and I'm sorry if you make a person an ambassador and she's uh, white, black, Hispanic, Chinese, whatever. You're either going to say she's the ambassador of all women mm-hmm. or she's the ambassador of white women. Well, then, I mean, if that's the case, she's also the ambassador of only fictional women. Yeah. Again, this is where we go back to normalizing because it shouldn't be a big deal what her race is. They they said one, so they started with the race thing. Then they said she's also scantily clad in, um, in everything. And then ultimately a lot of men, and this isn't a women thing, this was a men thing, said that because she was uh, bisexual and ultimately it, her ambassadorhood was taken away from her. Is that what it is? Is that what it's called? Ambassador? Um, ambassadation I don't know either way um, she is no longer an ambassador of women I currently don't know who was the ambassador of women now but um, they took it away from Wonder Woman. That's sad. It's sad. But now, so so they made a big deal out of the fact that she was bisexual. She lived on a woman, uh, like on an island full of women. And apparently she had to be. Yeah. Uh, people who believe that uh, hormones don't happen in real life and women are not sexual beings need to get a fucking clue. Just saying, get a fucking clue. Um, let's move past that though. She passes on a bridge. Men who have been, had body parts amputated, who were emotionally distraught from being in the war who were just almost they were incapacitated physically and then we meet i forget his his name the irish or scottish character scottish because he's wearing a kilt don't know with your roses Charlie. His name was Charlie. Charlie. So we meet Charlie and we see that Charlie has some issues. This is where we see her thing with PTSD. So she's she's very much she knows what those signs are. She knows that there are situations that when in battle people will feel it emotionally. And mm-hmm. she has these really great ties with that. And um, one of one of my favorite um, comments was when she meets Steve Tre- Trevor and this is in the comic book. She meets Steve Trevor and Steve Trevor is being made fun of by some of his by some of the men that he's fighting with because he's suffering from severe nightmares and he's uh i forget i think in world war one or world war two they called it shell shock yes world war two they, they called it shell shock and she calls it shield sadness that the women in themis the uh, amazons in themiscara did suffer from something similar to what he was going through and it was called shield shield sadness and she did this wonderful job of just normalizing 
this is a traumatic experience that you are going through. This is a traumatic experience that the men that you're working with are going through. They are in constant battle. They are in constant fear for their life. They are in constant, they're constantly seeing death and destruction, uh, people being dismembered, things like that. And it's okay to feel that. And it's okay to have that actually affect you. And it was with Wonder Woman's health that Steve Trevor was able to kind of move on and start going back to being the uh, the military man. Because I forget what rank he is. Because um, depending pilot. on... Yeah, he was a pilot. Depending on what comic book you're reading, he has so many different ranks. I remember one, he was a general. There was a captain. Yeah, um, uh, yeah I, he's a pilot. I saw a lot of captains in the, across the comics for him. So, but uh, he was... This was a situation... And this one, I think, was in DC Bombshells, which I love, by the way, if you pick it up. I was able to meet the uh, artist at New York Comic Con last year, and she signed uh, two of my comic books, which I love. Um, she was amazing. She was, she talked to me for a little bit, so it was great. But DC Bombshells, she really goes into it. So Wonder Woman is very much, I want to say, sort of like the spokesperson role model for PTSD. As a warrior, she does, um, she, she sees this. She knows what's going on. And even though she's a fictional character, this is a moment where she's very real life. She's very, how do I say it? She's, she's in the know. She's, she's woke. She's, yes. <laughs> so Wonder Woman is, is a great role model for PTSD and for the, for any military person who has ever suffered from PTSD, I always say, hey, Wonder Woman knows what you're dealing with. There's my spiel on Wonder Woman and, P and PTSD. But yes, I, I think when it comes to this month, June um, and PTSD, PTSD awareness like Wonder Woman should be in the forefront because she has that compassion which was actually one of the things that they said she was goddess of right or was it goddess of truth so it was she was either goddess of compassion or goddess of truth at one truth. point I remember truth okay and so that was she, she understands and that, that's a great reason why it's you know during this month Wonder Woman should be brought to the forefront because she doesn't make light of PTSD because she's because she's seen it and yeah unfortunately people don't all people trivialize until they experience it and or they see it firsthand and that is one of the unfortunate things of um, dealing with mental health is that if you've never seen it or dealt with it personally, you trivialize it because you don't understand it. And the other thing is you said right there to see it. Um, a lot of the mental health disorders, almost all of them are what we consider invisible diseases. You're not going to see them. PTSD is one of those ones that the only reason why many people know of it or um, can physically see it is because of veterans who have been so uh, impacted by PTSD that they can almost not even work and function in civilian life. And that's unfortunate. Yeah. They seem, and they say PTSD um, stricken person, um, individuals end up in positions, similar positions to their, to what caused their tra traumas. So it's well known that people who leave the military immediately go into some sort of law enforcement because what they understand is what they know. But unfortunately, there is is when they're put in this restress situation, you're basically telling them that you're in the same exact situation you were in where all of your friends died, but you're not allowed to kill anyone. Yeah, pretty much. And they don't always respond the way that, they're, that they are legally supposed to. And we end up in those kind of situations. PTSD is hard. Yeah. And, and it's not, and being honest, it's not something that you only get from going to war. No, there, there are many reasons for PTSD. It's actually one of the, 
when I see clients, one of the major diagnoses I get from my clients is PTSD. And you have to remember that I'm seeing families, but my identified client is a child. So PTSD is caused by being being put in a situation where you were you were scared for your life or being in a situation mm -hmm. where you have seen someone else being severely hurt or abused or killed even. A lot of those families that come in for a DV or parental drug use are clear examples of the same thing of PTSD because just as you said, they are, these children are not old enough to understand why things are happening and that makes it a lot scarier. Yeah, so we're, we're dealing with that um, if you've ever dealt, if you've ha ever seen children in inner cities that have high um, gun violence, have high just gang in affiliations, you're going to see a higher intake of children with PTSD. And ch these children that are coming from um, Syria um, and the Middle East, they're all dealing with their war-torn uh, war countries. So these are a lot of children who are dealing with PTSD. They've also lost family members, siblings, even some of them have lost even body parts. Um, so it's you're dealing with a lot of things. We kind of went off to, went off on that whole PTSD thing, but PTSD is also very important to us. We both are affected by it on a consistent basis because of our clients and who we uh, who we work with. So Wonder Woman being sort of that spokesperson for like it's okay to be afraid. It's okay to have these nightmares normalizing it as we keep saying this is going to be our theme is normalize everything wonder woman is great with that and, and you saw it so well in the movie she didn't ridicule him she didn't belittle him she made him feel better she, he apparently hadn't sung he used to sing all the time and he hadn't sung in months mm -hmm. and she made him feel better about himself to the point where he was able to sing yeah it's it may have trivialized it just a tiny bit because of they made it seem like it was just so easy like but, oh so somebody just needed to tell him just pick yourself up and that's not how that works but it was a, it was a good first step because yes. sometimes sometimes it, no two cases are the same so in his case just having someone say that they need him for something other than shooting was enough for him to start paying attention he was not able to shoot still throughout the entire movie he did not make a successful shot he was helping he was never able to make a, a shot but you saw that even though he was never able to make a shot and he understood that he was quote he was worthless quote unquote yeah she made him feel that he was still needed that he was still worth something as a person and not just as a killer because he started mumbling to himself and i think from what i took from it he was seeing himself as the trauma of all of that was making him feel like a murderer so the fact that she was like I, who's gonna sing for us was enough for him to say this is something it was something to bring him enough happiness to move forward yeah. to make a step forward he ain't gonna shoot anytime soon he probably will never shoot again but he was able to make a step forward to break out of that ptsd i don't remember what i was listening to but somebody's talking about wonder woman and i mean yes wait at almost i, I want to say everybody's talking about wonder woman and every almost every uh podcast on the geek therapy network has discussed wonder woman and just 
discuss the characters and everything. Um, one thing that I loved was somebody had mentioned that Wonder Woman is just, she was so powerful and they hadn't seen a female superhero brought to the forefront. And I don't know if they meant to say just in, in the big screen movies mm. because um, Supergirl has a hit TV, TV series, which is, is actually really, really good. Is it's it actually, a hit? it's a hit. I mean, some of, I, th- I think some of the ratings have probably fallen off a little bit, but it was, <laughs> it started off strong. Um, but the other thing is the difference between Wonder Woman and Su- and Supergirl. So Supergirl is an alien. She is, and in her own right, she's pretty much godlike. You know, same thing with, with Superman. Supergirl, though, has those, she was pretty much raised, hide who you are, keep yourself hidden. You don't want to be discovered. You don't want people to see that you're strong. Nobody's going to accept you if you're strong, if you're powerful, if, if you display your skill set. Let's be clear. This depends on the Supergirl that we're talking about. No, pretty much every one of them. No, because... You're thinking Power Girl. Mm-mm. Supergirl. So there are versions of Supergirl where she comes basically already as a teen. So she's never had it ingrained in her to that she has to hide it. Clark Kent has tried to like tell her and warn her that you have to be nice to people and you can't you can't like kill them. But she he's ne- she never grew up with Clark like with the stupidity of being a child with superhuman strength and being told what you're doing is wrong. She's she's finding out how to deal with it as an older person, which leads to a whole slew of other like when it happens to a child, their the effects of it are a lot more ingrained, which is why Clark Kent considers Supergirl stronger than him because he's never she's never had to learn the restraint that he had to go through. Okay, so thanks everybody for joining us. I really want to get on the topic of Wonder Woman versus Supergirl, but I think I want to do that for another podcast episode. So for now, we are going to sign off. Um, you can contact myself at KatMFT, so that's at K-A-T-M-F-T. On Twitter, you can contact Leah at L-F-B, and it's L-F-B-E-E-E. And also, you can reach us both at Geeks Fam Therapy. You can also reach us on Facebook at Geeks Family Therapy or the Geeks Family Therapy website at gft.geektherapy.com. Uh, we will talk to you soon. Bye.